Hey, what's up, Lancers? Welcome back to Bi-Weekly Bits, our La Follette News podcast brought to you by the Lance newspaper staff. We're your hosts, Chris and Bridget, bringing you the latest updates today in the Supreme Court, the 2020 presidential election, news, the Madison Metropolitan School District, and Lancer Life. On October 27th, Tuesday of last week, Amy Coney Barrett became an official Associate Justice of the Supreme Court. Many view her nomination and subsequent confirmation as a way for Donald Trump to tip the court to majority Republican just days before the election. Trump has claimed this isn't true and that this nomination was made to ensure the court has a fair number of votes. Not only is Barrett's nomination extremely controversial, but the candidate herself is as well. Baird is known for her anti-LGBTQ and extremely conservative beliefs. She is also an originalist, meaning she claims she will make her decisions as an associate justice based solely on the Constitution, and not let her personal values interfere with her interpretation of the law. The argument has been made that originalism is simply thinly veiled bigotry, as much of the Constitution is outdated and should be changing with the country. Only time will tell what Baird's confirmation will mean for the future of America. For now... The Lance staff still urges all eligible Lancers to get out and vote on Election Day, which is tomorrow, November 3rd. Reach out to at LaFollettVotes on Instagram or email them at LaFollettVotes at gmail.com if you have any questions regarding how you can vote on Tuesday and what's all going to be on the ballot. Alongside the candidates on the ballot is the MMSD referendum, a plan to upgrade LaFollette according to the necessities of its students. The referendum includes a $33 million investment that will assist our school's fine arts programs, grow science and technology programs, and hire more educators and staff that are people of color. The plan includes alterations being made to the pit to turn it into an instructional area and to make the Welcome Center more secure and accessible for students. The plan also promises to reduce LHS's carbon footprint by increasing the amount of outdoor learning we do, as well as the use of natural and LED lighting. While these changes may not take hold for a couple of years, this is still something to be excited about if or when we ever get back to school. Our editor-in-chief, Zella Milford, spoke with Mr. Timothy Lamans, the director of communications for the Madison Metropolitan School District, to discuss what exactly it would take for us to get back into school and if such a thing is even possible this year. He told us about his experiences in district meetings and the processes that officials go through to make these tough decisions. As their communications director, I see firsthand this, uh, the struggle that they have because they realize, we all realize that virtual lear- learning is not ideal. Um, and we would much rather, much rather have our students uh, learning in our school buildings. Um, but what it comes down to, really at the core of it, is the safety and well-being of our students. And largely, it's the, it's the numbers, it's the science, it's the guidance and the advice of our local health officials who work with us to determine whether our buildings are safe to be in or not. In addition to this, he also explained what conditions would need to look like in order for us to go back to school. You know, once we get under that threshold of where... Um, uh, public health officials feel that our, you know, COVID spread is, 
is at a safe level, you know, that's when we will determine if it's safe for us to open our school buildings and we'll work very closely um, with them. I mean, you have to understand, and, and it may be a transition. We may, we may go into, I mean, there are three uh, models of instruction in our, our, our plan for this. One is all virtual, which is what we're in now. The other is a hybrid model, which is, um, which would be, you know, a certain percentage of school in our buildings, a certain percentage of school or instruction in a, in, virtually, and then all, in, in all, in, in back, you know, in person uh, format. Um, it's probably going to be likely that we transition back in, um, uh, you know, so we may move into a hybrid model where, you know, two days a week we're uh, in person and then, uh, you know, a couple days a week we're not, uh, you know, we're virtual, something to that effect. And though it may be hard in these uncertain times to know whether or not we'll ever go back to school, Mr. Lamonds and Principal LaRosa offer words of hope for us students. The message I would um, give students at home is um, whether we're in person or whether we're virtual, like we're going to be connected together. And, and speaking on behalf of the staff and myself, and I always throw out there, I'm a dad too. Like we're always going to have high expectations, whether we're virtual or whether we're um, in person. Also, we're always going to love you, whether we're in person or whether we're virtual, right? And we're always going to be here for you, whether we're in person or whether we're virtual. This is where we are now. And I'm not letting it affect um, the way I do work. I guess what I would say is I would uh, tell students that not only do I appreciate this, you know, the situation that they're in, but I, I also thank them for their unbelievable resilience. I mean, um, the strength and the, they have shown through all this and their ability to adapt and still engage and learn has been nothing but impressive. And I know it's not easy. I, uh, like Devon, I'm a father. I'm a father of a, of a student who's special education. Um, and in this, and seeing the, how he has been struggling with being out of his routine and um, being able to stay focused, looking at a computer screen. Um, I know as a parent uh, that he's likely falling behind. I mean, because, you know, virtual instruction doesn't fit everyone, but he is trying so hard. And I, you know, and I see that effort every day and I see how resilient um, he has been. And I can only imagine um, what it is like for uh, all of our students, um, you know, to, to, I was a, I was an athlete in high, in high school. Um, and when that announcement came out that, you know, fall sports were canceled, I could not, I, my heart just went out to every one of those students who were going to miss out on that. And um, um, so I just, I thank them for being uh, so resilient and, um, and showing their strength through this, because uh, we will get through it, we will, and things will be back to normal one day. Um, and I think this generation of students will be better for it. Um, I think there's gonna be a better appreciation for things that, um, that we may have taken grant, uh, for granted uh, prior to COVID.
we talked to La Follette senior Ethan Minter about his experience with online schooling. My grades are staying up and I'm getting all my work done. I just feel overall I have less of a grasp of the content as opposed to in-person learning. So how do you think that online learning could be improved? I don't know, honestly, if any of the faults of online learning are things that could be improved. I think it's just limited by technology as opposed to being in person. Mm -hmm. Learning online will never be as good as learning in person. Speaking of getting back to school, just because we're not actually in school right now doesn't mean clubs have been canceled too. In fact, just the opposite. We're going to give you the rundown on four of LHS's clubs that are going on right now. Green Club meets Thursdays at lunch, dedicated to climate activism and reform. This club is community-based and provides great leadership opportunities for students, as any member can step up to organize a meeting or project. Currently, they're working on composting, recycling, and endorsing, plus distributing reusable face masks throughout Madison. Next up, we have GSA, the Gender Sexuality Acceptance. GSA meets Mondays at 3.30 and is a safe space for students of varying identities to form a community and share their experiences. The club is currently focused on fighting a proposed policy that would require MMSD teachers to out transgender students to their parents. GSA also has its own book club, where members read and discuss books centered around LGBTQ characters and experiences. Next, we have BSU, the Black Student Union. They provide a safe space for black students to be their authentic selves and form a community with other students who look like them. This club has helped many students explore their culture and identity. Meetings involve serious discussions of current events, history, and prominent issues facing Madison, as well as lighter games and activities. Finally, we have Interact Club, which organizes volunteer events for students to attend and get community service hours. These hours aren't always at the front of students' minds, but they're invaluable when it comes to college applications and required to get into the National Honor Society. Interact Club is currently working on shifting the focus of their events to adapt to the coronavirus, and will soon be up and running with new projects. These clubs are just a taste of what La Follette has to offer. Contact your counselor for the extensive list of LHS clubs or to find out how to start your own club. Thanks so much for listening, Lancers. Until next time, this has been Chris and Bridget for your Bi-Weekly Bits.